Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans. And on today's episode, we're going to hear from Matthew Moore, who will tell us about his improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games and most importantly, learn how he improved his life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans, and today we are joined by the one and only founder of IFTP, Mr. Matthew Moore. Matthew Moore, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm good. I was wondering what you were looking at, and then I realized uh, you're looking at our our sign up there. Yes. Well, well, Matthew, I am just, you know, it's not fully lit yet. No, I know. What's the rule on that? Uh, one million, just one million, anything. If that's oh, anything. listens, downloads, subscribers, likes, um, yeah. just uh, accidental presses of the play button. We'll take it. It will take it. Just, Absolutely, we'll we take it. We just want a million of them. We want a million, and then when we get a million, we fix the sign. Exactly, just a million. I need to be able to open up, you know, the analytics dashboard, and if I can see the yeah. number a million anywhere on there. Great. That's fine. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll yeah. get it done. Okay. Yeah. I think we're close. We're, you know, we're at Are like we? 999,000. <laughs> we? We're getting there. Well, ooh, uh, <laughs> I might be fudging there a little bit. That's all right. Those numbers. But uh, um, Matthew Moore, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm good. I, um, <clears throat> I, uh, it's a busy, it's a busy night at Improv for the People. It's true, it is. Uh, we're, we're doing our recording, and uh, first of all, I'm, I'm really happy to be with you on this podcast. I know you've interviewed, I don't know, over a ten or a dozen a Improv dozen. for the you People. Thirteenth, yeah, lucky thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of Improv for the People people. I've enjoyed the podcast. I've learned from the others, and it's it's been really. Really fun. So yeah, I'm 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 good. So tonight is uh, a night where we have a lot going on in the studio. There are two classes going on right now down the hall. Um, our theater is getting ready for a couple of big holiday shows coming up. So mm. yeah, I'm I'm always you know when those things are happening, I'm in a good space. Things are a buzz here at IFTP. And Matt, just for the listeners at home, you know who maybe aren't members of the IFTP community, yeah, uh, would you just be willing to give yourself just a quick introduction? Tell us, yeah. your role here at IFTP. Sure. Maybe how long you've been involved at IFTP. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I've been involved at Improv for the People for uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm the, I founded Improv for the People, and I am its artistic director. So, um, And we're, we're on our 15th year. So that's, that's pretty cool. I say that, yeah, it may have been my idea to, to start it. Um, and I'm, I bet you're going to ask me why a little bit later. Oh yeah. So we'll do that. But I will say it takes a village It's stop. It was never my studio by any stretch. It's anyone that comes here and, and works here and trains here and performs here. Um, it, it, that's our studio. It's everybody's studio. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the artistic director and, and, um, I'm, uh, I, I'm pretty happy about Improv for the People, its growth, and its future. Well said. Well, thank you for that little teaser. We're going to dig into all of that and more in just we're a gonna little bit. We're going to dig into, what did you say? Dig. D-I-G. So we're going to dig into that. Oh, no, that's a different, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's a different podcast. But not on this one. No, yeah. sorry. Not so far. Inappropriate. Um, <laughs> Inappropriate. Well, in a way, it's your podcast, so it's not. Yeah, no, yeah. I only have myself to blame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we jump into learning about 
the beginnings of IFTP and the beginnings of Matthew Moore, the improviser. As always, as is tradition here on Improv for the Podcast, we got to play a little three things. Oh, yes. So, Matt, as always, with our version of three things, it's personal. So these categories have been handcrafted by uh, yours truly uh, to just, uh, you know, dig into Matthew Moore, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. So here we go. Let's okay. play some three things. These are three things. Bad restaurants to go on a date. Oh, um, like, uh, oh, like a soup, like a soup house, <laughs> uh, One. A, a spaghetti only menu place too. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and a bar. Hey, we've got barbecue ribs slathered in sauce. Come on in. Three. These are three things. Facts about Purdue University. Ah, ah. you did your research. Boilermakers. Uh, yep. Uh, main campus, West Lafayette. Uh, they have Camp High throughout the state of Indiana. Oh and the one I went to was uh, Purdue Calumet and Purdue North Central in the northern part of the state. Oh, th is that one? Oh, one. Yeah. Okay. And That's then um, the Boilermaker logo is like this big beefy uh, guy. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Purdue. Purdue has a great engineering school and also a uh, hotel management hospitality school. Uh, that's that's good, and that's what I went to Purdue for. Three. These are three things. Yeah. Last category: Midwest or Indiana slang. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, 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 come on. <laughs> you want some corn? That's okay. That's one. One. Uh, uh, come with. We always say that. My friends make fun. I say, come with. Nobody says that. What we do? Two. You want some pop? Three. These are three things. Well done. Well done. All right. We're going to dig into that a little bit. Your bad date restaurants. I love the way you answer that question. <laughs> well, I describe the restaurant. Maybe you're looking for names of restaurants. No, but yeah, I love the description is so much better than just like mm. chilies or, you know, like whatever, like, because the specificity of the restaurants you described, oh my gosh, it'd be so much worse. That'd be terrible. Yeah. What if you're having a barbecue sandwich and all went down? Uh, it's, it's just ribs. You're, you're like, hand me a napkin, will you? Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a good look. You're looking at each other. Both your faces are By the way, covered speaking in of, sauce. Yeah, oh, yeah. That could be hot. You uh, you just got married, young man. I did. Where did you go on your... This is, I know you're interviewing me, but I can't help it. Where did you go on your first date? Oh, wow. Our first date. Um... It, you know, the timeline, it depends on who you ask, mm. me or her. But for me, one of our first dates would have been to, it was a Texas, uh, Tex-Mex uh, kind of breakfast taco place called Home State. Uh, so mm. they have like breakfast tacos, chips and queso, oh. that kind of thing. And she still married you. She did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, the tacos, man, have <laughs> eggs and bacon and, sounds good. and cheese. I mean, and then, you know, they, they got chorizo and like, you know, all this other good stuff. All right. Yeah, 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 and uh, they, they they have some drinks on the menu as well, so that doesn't hurt. Oh, that's not. I met your wife; she's a lovely woman. Yeah, see, she still married me, even though yeah, I took her did. to get breakfast tacos. What do I know? Uh, well, and yeah. I'm very lucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I didn't take her to a spaghetti-only restaurant um, or a soup house. Soup house. I would go to a soup house. Though. Soup house. Soup house. Welcome to soup house. Welcome to soup house. Have a seat. Not there. Oh, sorry, you wanted a solid meal. Not here. Not here for the solid meal. We have chilled and hot soups. Some what? You have what? Chilled and oh. hot soups. <laughs> Who says chilled? Me. Okay. 
Yeah, that's like gazpacho. Oh, yeah. And Is that a, really a soup? A chilled cucumber soup. Okay, I don't like that character. Okay, well, they got to go back to Soup House. They're, they're working a double shift tonight. So. <laughs> busy. Yeah. Soup House yeah. is busy. <laughs> okay. All right, good. Uh, for that second question, I there are two things I know about Purdue until moments ago. Yeah. I knew their mascot was the Boilermakers. Yeah. And I knew it was in Indiana. That's all you knew? Yes. So are you a basketball fan? Because they've always got, sometimes they have a really good basketball um, team. You know, I'm not, but I have made a March Madness bracket. Oh, then you're a fan. And I bet Purdue was on there. I don't know. Yeah. And, well, I don't remember either. I don't. The only thing I, yeah. uh, I respect Purdue a lot, but the only connection I uh, still have with Purdue is they call me for money on occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My school started doing that as well. And I was like, I, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I still owe you money. So <laughs> <laughs> and in a way I, I am still giving them money. Yeah. It's just right. a little later. Yeah. yeah. That's, it is a bit strange how colleges do that. I mean, I get it, but also really. It's like, I already paid you all this money. Yeah. Me? Wasn't that enough? I went yeah. there. We should do that at Improv for the People. We should call past members and say, would yeah, you like to give us some money? great idea. Hey, you came to one class yeah. uh, six months ago. How about giving us some money? How liquid are you right now? How liquid are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, we should write that. Should write that Someone down. listening, write that down. And, yeah. And just send it to Matt personally. Yeah, just Venmo Improv. Just send us the cash. We know yeah. you work at Soup House. Yeah, yeah. And, and we know Soup House tips well. They do that 3% service charge on all menu items. Yeah, 3%. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's not. But right. well, right. okay. Uh, so Purdue. So thank you for teaching me a few facts about Purdue and that they have a school of hospitality and management. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And you went to that school. I did indeed. Uh, I'm an avid LinkedIn user. Uh, did you see that on LinkedIn? <laughs> uh, that might have been on Facebook, actually. So I, I have some exclusive access. You do, um, you do your research. I, I do, I've listened I to the podcast and you yeah. really, you dive deep before we even get here. It's a, it's a bit frightening for, I think <laughs> all guests. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's a little, uh, it's a little jarring. Yeah. I, I right. try to be intense and make guests uncomfortable. <laughs> really? <clears throat> so far I'm all right, but you know, this thing could take a turn at any minute. That's true. Well, we'll get there. Don't okay, worry. We'll okay, pull good. up some photos from 2012. No, no, <laughs> no. Even though this is uh, for the audio listeners, they can't really enjoy that. Yeah. Good. Uh, all right. So our final category uh, was, of course, Midwest vernacular. And why may I have asked you about Midwest vernacular? I grew up in Indiana. Grew up in Indiana. All right. So you gave me, I had a few in my head that I was hoping you'd say, and you gave me pop, which I, yeah. was, I was hoping for because I think pop is... That's just better than soda. You like that better? I do. I think, uh, give me old sody pop. <laughs> well, we don't say sody pop. pop. I mean, this is not 1851. That's true. That's true. Yeah, some sarsaparilla. <laughs> right, it's not Birmingham in 1851. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Although that would be a fun place to be, but I maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we don't say sody pop. Oh, okay. Yeah, we just say pop. Well, you could. We could. <laughs> It'd be weird. It's probably good that you don't, though. Yeah. Yeah. But pop, I I love that one. Come with. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. I've got buddies who always say, when I say, hey, we're going out to this bar, come with. And there was, nobody says come with. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I don't, I don't think that has to go away. Yeah. It has to go away. Yeah. Okay. So I have one piece of Midwest slang that I've heard from uh, a second cousin of mine. Mm. Who, uh, I won't name the state until after, okay. uh, but, uh, this slang, let me know if you heard it. Uh, if I say, yeah, I'm going to get a drink from the bubbler. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So that's, that sounds Southern to me. Hmm. Is that a Midwest state you're referring to? It is. Yeah. From the bubbler. Mm-hmm. Um, that, okay. So boy, if I had, are you asking me to guess? 
Uh, yeah, sure. You know, you, I am asking you to you, guess. You weren't, but you're being gracious. I wasn't, but I am now. Okay. Maybe, I mean, Kentucky, but that's not, Kentucky to me is like a Southern state. Yeah, no. What um, is it? Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Born, he was born there, raised there, still lives there. They, and he says bubbler for He does say farm? bubbler, yeah, which uh, from other Wisconsinites, a uh, friend of the show, Daryl, uh, I don't think says bubbler. So. <laughs> yeah, it could be just him. Yeah. Which, so I don't know that you should put that on all people from Wisconsin. That, well, I do. Yeah, okay. I, just, I love to generalize. So. Okay, good. Well, all folks from Wisconsin say bubbler. Okay, great. Even if you just pass through, you still say it. You say bubbler. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Well, now you do. <laughs> so thank you, uh, Matt, for jumping in on those categories for yes. me. And three things. So, you know, we could just continue to play three things the rest of the evening. And I think fun. we'd have a jolly time. It'd be fun. Our but, listeners would... They would. They'd be like, wow, I've heard so many different lists of three from so many categories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's like a verbal scrabble. We should figure out a way to get people to call in and then you could do that with our listeners. That could be fun. That could be fun. I, you know, I'm a man of the people. I, I, I like that idea. Okay. We'll work on that. We'll we'll workshop it. It never happened, but fun to talk about. Yes. Yes. So as you mentioned earlier, Matt, uh, we, IFTP is entering its 15th year Mm -hmm. of joy bringing joy to the world, I would say. Uh, that's a seasonal reference as well. Um, and I want to get behind, you know, of course, the origins of IFTP. But before we do that, you are more than just a company. You have a story before IFTP came into existence. And I want to know a little bit about your history with improv and what led you mm. to found IFTP. Oh, so yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I moved to Los Angeles, um, I think in 97, hmm. I think it was like 96 or 97. And I was working with, uh, with a woman who's a recording artist and a singer songwriter. And I moved here from Indiana to do that. And then hmm. <clears throat> we were always gone on the weekends cause she was performing and I'd go with her. And then the first weekend we had free in LA, we pulled out the old LA weekly newspaper. Ah. You're too young. Do you remember the LA weekly? I remember newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there used to be a newspaper called the LA Weekly, mm. and it would have all the events of the city. It was it was, it was uh, weekly. Yeah. That's why it's called that. Mm. And it had all the theater and the sports and the te- you know whatever it was. And I opened up the calendar section in the back, dropped my finger because we were looking for something to do mm. our first weekend here. Landed it on an improv show, and I'm like, what is that? So mm. we went. And I loved it. I, I thought, man, I couldn't. I didn't know it was an art form. I'm like, they're making this up. I was going to see improv left and right mm. after that. And I kept talking about it. I was in the hotel business for, uh, you know, for several, many years, over 20 years. Mm. And um, I kept talking about improv uh, to my coworkers, probably to the point where they're like, oh, God, he's bringing that up again, <laughs> right? Uh, but then what, a couple of them approached me uh, and said, hey, you know, you, you just talk a lot about improv. Why don't you teach us a few of the techniques, right? That, because mm. by this time, I had started taking classes. Yeah, because right? you'd gotten so invested. You're like, I want to do this. Yeah, I did. And so um, I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, why don't you just share with what you know? And so uh, I was having, I went to New York to see a friend, and I was sitting there having lunch with him, in Manhattan, and I told him this. He goes, well, you should do it. And I said, yeah, I think I will. He goes, what are you going to call it? I'm like, well, I I believe that improv is great for everyone to study and practice, not just actors, mm. certainly for actors. I'm one of them, and it's great. You're an actor. You know, it's it's good for us, it for is. sure. 
For sure. But it's also great for anyone that wants to improve communication skills and being more engaged with one another and all that good improv stuff, right? And I was telling him this, and he says, well, uh, why my yoga, my, I go to a yoga class called Yoga for the People. Why don't you call it Improv for the People? And it was born on that day in New York, sitting outside having lunch. So uh, we did, I did it, and then we had, I had two people show up on a Monday night for a class, and we had a blast. And then the next week were three people, and then it was five people. Wow. You know, and it just kind of kept going. And um, I, I told them, and I was still working in the hotel, but mm. I'd rush out on Mondays to teach this improv class. I rented a room in the old Venice jail here wow. in L.A. Yeah. yeah. Had bars on the window and everything. Oh, that's so fantastic art. atmosphere for to- a yeah. class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. And it's an art gallery now. It's called Spark. Mm. Um, and they're great great people and anyway i rented the basement and we had these classes and then then it filled and then we opened another night and then you know flash forward here we are 15 years later we've grown to the venue we are now at the the pico theater in west los angeles and you know we have tons of classes every week we've got five faculty members we have sold out shows with a line of people down the block and celebrities drop in and play with us. And we do short films and we do podcasts and, uh, with Michael Lee Evans. <laughs> right. And, um, we do, we have a sketch course now that you also instruct and That's you're true. very, very good. Well, thank you. Yep. And we have, um, sometimes we do scripted work, not often, but we'll do workshops with scripts, uh, to use the techniques of improv to, you know, to raise the stakes and scripts and make them more emotionally charged and, and all that. Good. Anyway, there's lots of great stuff going on yeah, in the studio. The growth. The growth is, yeah. it's incredible. It's almost, yeah. it's almost, um, I, I see growth in this studio almost weekly, almost weekly. It, it's, it's, uh, it's really mind blowing. Hmm. Right. So anyway, it's a good place to be. It is. It is. I, I mean, I'm a fan. I am too. <laughs> did you just look at the sign that I we did, have to fix? I did. You know, and you weren't even subtle about it. You yeah. craned your little neck over. Your yeah. neck's not little. It's it's for the YouTube audience. Um, when you started going to those improv shows in the early days, yeah. What? How long did it take before you were like, you know, I want to go from audience member to getting in on the action? What was that transition like? It was very fast. Yeah. Very fast. Just immediate. Yeah, I when I was sitting in the the very first improv show I saw, I was with a friend and intermission rolled around and she says to me, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes, "Everyone else is here is dying laughing and you're just sitting there with your mouth open." That is a <laughs> that is a real conversation that happened. I'm like, "I am blown away that this even exists." Mm. And I was putting it all together and trying to figure it out. Yeah. And yes, of course I thought it was very very funny, but my mind was like, "How did they do this?" And I was like, "I got to do this. I have to do this." Um so I knew something something pretty cool was happening. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just immediately like I love the fact that you just opened up LA Weekly. Yeah. The odds that your finger landed on an improv show. Michael, I don't even know. Honestly, we wouldn't even be sitting here today had my finger not landed there. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. so I guess it was meant to be. But yeah. here we are. It's pretty incredible to think about it. Just shout out LA Weekly. Thank you for uh, having improv. Uh, there you in go. That, uh, that week's edition. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so you see an improv show, jaw on the floor. You pick it up after the show. Uh, you continue to see shows. Uh, you eventually start taking classes, start taking classes. And I think you had said, um, I mean, you are an actor. Had you done performance or acting prior to getting involved in improv? Nothing, was- nothing you know, just in, in um, you know, high school or whatever. But yeah, of course. Uh, I don't discount that. that the arts in high school are more important than arts any time in your life, I think, mm-hmm. or just as important. Mm-hmm. So I'm not discounting that. So I did that in high school. I did a little when I was in college. Um, mm-hmm. I actually went back to my high school and directed a couple shows. Wow. Yeah, but as far as acting, I really didn't pursue acting until I was older. And... Um, I kind of, maybe I regret that a little bit, but, uh, yeah, but I, I, I love it. I, I, yeah. I, I love dramatic acting. You know, mm. we, we allow for dramatic acting in the, in the studio. We, when a scene, an improv scene goes dramatic, we let it go. We don't stop it and say, you gotta be funny. Yeah. We never do that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm drawn to, uh, dramatic acting and, um, I hope there are, casting directors and writers and producers listening to this podcast because daddy needs the work daddy needs the work that was gross wasn't that weird what i just did wasn't that weird we all need the work (laughs) daddy needs the work daddy needs the work that's not going to get me booked on anything i don't know that sounded pretty good yeah yeah just someone might have their headphones on and they get that earful yeah Yeah, it's a good earful what if, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's my, that's my acting. Okay. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I was curious how those kind of two things coincided because I think like you said, improv can be such a helpful tool and skill for actors to have, and it can enrich even, you know, scripted work as well, being yeah. able to improvise and play within the pages, if you will. So I think it's yeah, interesting I mean, how those it, go together. Yeah, me too. It, it certainly doesn't hurt for actors to practice improv is my mic going on and off? I feel like it did. Uh, the other thing is I'm a stand-up comedian, and mm. I find myself using the the tools of improv a lot when I do stand-up, mm. a lot. Mm. <clears throat> you know, I've had comedians, stand-up comics ask me, you know, should I take an improv class? And, well, if you're asking me, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> I don't think the other way around. You know, I don't think improvisers, unless they want to, need to take a stand-up class. I don't know if, how that would enhance their improv work. Maybe it will. I, I don't see that. <clears throat> but I think that uh, stand-up comics should definitely take improv classes. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think from what I'm gathering is that you had, just from this initial moment of discovering and then getting invested in improv, I think led to so many other paths and opportunities for you, right? You started, you did like more dramatic acting work. Mm-hmm. You've continued to do improv. You started doing stand-up comedy, right? You've tackled mm-hmm. all these different facets of performance, You've started your own improv studio. You know, yeah. you've been a teacher, a director, a performer, like in so many different areas, a writer. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just amazing to see and to kind of get that, that story, right? To see where, where you started and where you are now. It's pretty amazing, man. Oh, uh, well, thanks, Michael. It, <clears throat> it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really fortunate to get to do what I do and, um, yeah, and full time. And, um, yeah, that's not lost on me, but you know, it's when you surround yourself by talented, driven, good people, I always say, you know, like here at improv for the people, you put the right person in the right position, mm. right? You are, you are going to have success, whether it's a, a member 
uh, who that, you know, we wouldn't be here without our, our members. So whether it's a member or a faculty member or, um, you know, the, the host of the podcast, <laughs> honestly, the, the uh, Elton who does our, all of our light and sound mm-hmm. and set Shout design and, and Micah who uh, owns the theater. I mean, if we get all the right people in the right place, uh, you can do anything. Mm. Yeah. We have, we have that. Things can come together. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And I think that's, I think hearing that from you, I know that's been like a, a core part of IFTP's philosophy, I think. Yeah. It's getting the right people in the right places. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking back to those early days. You're in jail in Venice. Wait, Uh, what? Oh, yes, our class is in the jail. And they started, it sounds like, like you said, it kind of started two people and it started growing. And was this spreading by just word of mouth? You know, your uh, coworkers or friends were saying like, hey, you know, I went to this class last week in jail. And that, you know, hooked people because they said, you went to class in jail. And then I got to check this out. Maybe, yeah. And so those early days, was it just kind of, you were sharing what you had learned in improv, like the basics of improv. Yes. Anding. Were you sharing those basic principles yeah, and concepts for sure. And, um, you know, as we grew as a, as a studio, as, as things organically grew, we started becoming our own, having our own approach to improv and, and, um, you know, how we approach the art form. I, you know, I think that, uh, I don't think this, I know this. So why did it go from two members one week and then three the next and then to where we are now? Because people crave, um, people crave uh, collaboration with another human being. We crave creativity. We crave engagement with other humans, right? Not to get all weird, but it's like it's on the Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? We we crave community. We crave belongingness. Mm -hmm. And I hope that this is what Improv for the People offers, um, you know, through an art form that is uh, really, uh, you know, it's not judgmental. It shouldn't be. It's not, uh, you know, you look under our roof right now. If you go look at the two classes down the hall from us right now, you're going to see every, every type of person under the sun, mm. all getting along, all engaged with one another, all creating one another with one another, <clears throat> being respectful of each other, being good to one another, laughing with each other. This is the way the world should be. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. if, we, if, you can, if you land at IFTP and you find that this is a good home for you, amen. That, that's, uh, let's do it. So I, my point is I, there's not a lot of advertising needing to be done, needed to be done. As long as we're yeah. doing good work here, um, then our members are going to uh, yeah. share the love. Let the work speak for itself and uh, let the people kind of. share. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think like you said, going back to when you were meeting with your friend in that cafe in New York, right? Yeah. Like you wanted this to be something that was for everyone, right? For the yeah. people, you know, yeah. not not for uh, improv for uh, just uh, folks over uh, six foot. Or <laughs> <laughs> That would be a hard sign to make. That would be. It, that'd, be that'd be a long... It's just, and a marketing nightmare. Oh, dot com? I mean, really? Uh, That's a website? Yeah. And can you think of like the pushback from well, people like me who are under six foot? And Oh, you'd be irate. Yeah. You might not hear us from up there, but <laughs> we, we'd be loud, all right? I'd hear you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would hear. And I also want to say that it, I don't want to make, make it sound like IFTP is a walk in the park every day, right? Oh, sure. everything's roses and picnics. We have our share of, of stuff, but um, I mean, any studio does or would. Of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good place. Yeah. 
So Imp- improv in, g- in general, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry, no, but imp- there are a lot. There's there's a, a handful of great improv studios in LA. So yeah, it's true. when we all handle this room, there's enough room in this city of ours to have all of our improv studios exist and be yeah. good for and to one another. And yeah, uh, yeah. no, that's uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. Very true. So in in your journey of founding IFTP and growing it, you know, with mm-hmm. these members joining in, finding out, and learning, and coming to find out what we're all about here. When did you, was there a moment for you where you realized like this, like IFTP, I like this can be something bigger than me just, you know, teaching a class one night a week. Was there a moment where things kind of started to shift and you're like, I, I'm really building something here. Yeah. When I, I would ask, I still do. I ask every single <clears throat> new member, you know, either, you know, we at, I like to ask them a person. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a- after their first class or maybe before, whenever I see them early on their journey, I ask them, why do you want to take an improv class? Mm-hmm. I ask everybody that. Why are you here? Why do you want to take an improv class? And when I, uh, I, I did that from the beginning and the answers are pretty cool. You know, you might think yeah. we know the obvious answers. Oh, I want to be funny. And yeah. we have that conversation. Well, it's not about being funny. And we have that conversation, right? Um, <clears throat> I want to be quick on my feet. Okay, there's a little bit of that goes that goes around, but we talk about that. But then I hear things like, uh, I remember this young man, he's <clears throat> probably very early 20s and really cool guy. And he pulled me aside after his his first class. Well, I asked him, I said, why do you want to take an improv class? And he said, he made sure that nobody else was around in the lobby. And he said, well, Matt, I'm, you know, I'm, I get really nervous around girls around women and I'll go out mm. to bars or whatever. And I, it does and I get nervous around women. I can't even talk to women and I'm afraid I'm never going to have a date. I'm never going to, you know, connect with a woman because I'm so terrified to talk to them. Um, and he goes, I think this might help me. And I said, mm. I think it might too. So we had the private little knowing of his journey and his path and he yeah. did good work. Right. Yeah. And about three or four months after class after he's been an improv for the people he pulled me aside and he goes i asked this girl out last night and we're going out on thursday you know so it's it's stories like that and mm-hmm. other stories that made me think this is more impactful than we might think it is mm-hmm. it's more impactful than i thought it would when we started it I, yeah. I can't believe the light bulbs and the the light i don't want to be grandiose but it kind of the life-changing experiences that that happen in our in our studio yeah it's it's pretty beautiful yeah yeah so it's almost like a life hack you know studying improv in a good in a good studio it, yeah. it's a life hack to communication and engagement and also in business it can affect the bottom line if you're in sales and, and you're connected and engaged with a customer or a client you have a better chance of closing the deal. So yeah. it, can, it can affect, you know, we do corporate trainings. We talk about that a little bit, how it can, if, if, you know, affect your finances. Mm. So anyway, that's my long answer. Yeah. I, I want to go on a tangent for a second because this is something I've always wondered about and you naturally brought it up. So with corporate trainings, I know that's something IFTP does as a studio. Oh. Um, what, say, could you walk me through maybe what a typical corporate training session or weekend looks like? Yeah. Um, well, I won't give details or, or too, I won't be too specific. Sure. Of course. Of course. Um, but I'll, I'll speak in, ge- in, in general. 
uh, I like to ask the the people that are in the room because first of all, their boss made them be there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you know, and ninety percent of the time, they're, they're they have a great attitude. They're like, okay, let's do this. It sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. There are people who are terrified of this. Mm. You know, there are, they are. I'm not funny. I'm not an actor. Yeah, I'm not a. Wanna... Yeah. I'm not. I don't. Why did my boss make me take this? I'm terrified. Mm. So the number one thing is to put them at ease. Put them at. I want, and I ask them, who's nervous? And they will, <laughs> they'll let you know. Yeah. And um, so I, I calm them. I try to calm their fears a little bit by saying, listen, today is not about being funny or being an actor. It's just about being yourself and honing some communication skills. Mm-hmm. And then we go on to the, uh, to the curriculum that IFTP offers. Um, but it's, it's really fun to, to see people in a corporate environment in suits and ties often and, <laughs> and skirts and all that just yeah. tackling this art form and, and, and getting some of the, the fun tools under their, their belts. But by the time the workshop is over, almost always the nervous people are, were in it to win it. They mm. really, they really enjoyed it and, and got some takeaways as, you know, they, they were there to learn. So, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Cause I've always, something I've always heard about and I like have ideas in my head, but I've never actually known you know, about like, the, the corporate training. Yeah. Aspect. Just corporate training. Yeah. yeah. Cause I know, I think it's, you know, something I think could be incredibly helpful. And like you said, maybe some people who are shy can really help them open up, connect with their coworkers and just so many benefits, you know, that we can't even always realize ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. I, I think you're right. It's, it's funny because it's not a, <clears throat> it's not a really, f- well, we don't even do it. We don't do cold calls, like call companies and say, yeah. hi, my name is Matt. Would you like to take an improv team builder? They're like, no. Yeah. Let me transfer you to someone. Yeah. yeah, right. But if there's someone on the team, mm. if there's someone at the company or the corporation who, you know, who is in the know of the benefits of improv and they reach out to us, we're going to work together. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to work together. By the way, NPR and New York Times Magazine just had a great uh, uh, separate articles about the benefits wow. of, of, I mean, they're not the first to, to write these things, but they have new uh, articles on the benefits of studying improv, which mm. are pretty cool. Mm. That is cool. I'll have to check those out. Yeah. I, I'm a little annoyed they didn't reach out to us for comment, but. Yeah, I'm not uh, not too pleased with either one of those or half-ass organizations. Uh, yeah, those, those articles yeah, don't sound, you know, as well-written no. as they could have been. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe you know who did, though, was the, uh, was the, um, the uh, Atlantic. Oh, good. The I Atlantic like the Atlantic. Mag, that years ago. Okay, good, th- good, good. They wrote an article on, on us. Okay, good. Well, I guess I only have one uh, yeah. uh, news publication source I will be reading from now on. Yeah, exactly right. And New I, York Times who? NPR who? What does NPR stand for? Not per <laughs> reading standards. Thank you. Yeah. That's not, there's an S yeah. on that. Would you just no point it? reading. There, there it is. There it is. There it is. No point reading. No point. We're kidding. We love NPR. Yeah. Uh, it's publicly funded. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know how it works, but I think they're generally good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how the soup house works? Uh, no, it's, it's really dark. It's, it's really a, shady. Really past. weird yeah. things going I think, on at the soup house. You know, house. some ties to Enron going what? back. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's not good, man. Okay. Um, it's bad. So yeah, stay away from your local soup house. Soup house. I know they're a nationwide chain. Yeah. And you know, it's like... The, the per capita amount of soup house stores is frightening. Wow. It's on par with Starbucks. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, soup house. Down with soup house. Um, yeah. I'm more We're going to milk that soup house. Yeah, product. yeah. And I'm more of a chowder man anyway. <laughs> Don't ever, yeah. ever say the phrase, I'm more of a chowder man anyway. Oh, okay. I've not, you're probably the first human being 
ever say the sentence, I'm more of a chowder guy anyway? Yeah, well, I think a lot of Bostonians may disagree. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They like their chowder in Boston. That's true. That's just some wicked chowder. So, yeah. Yeah. I well, so I see. I see. So yeah, they uh, yeah, might yeah. say that because they like chowder. Yeah, okay. Well, I, maybe. I have no ties to Boston, but. I you said like wicked their- chowder like you were born and raised there. Uh, I've watched a lot of Goodwill hunting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, honing back in on improv, right? Improv for the people and its growth over the years, its change and its development mm-hmm. into the studio that it is today. Yes. Uh, you had mentioned earlier that, you know, working here at IFTP and running this whole thing, right? This studio, its classes, its members, bringing people in, right? Corporate trainings, all of that. When, when was the time that you knew that you could make the jump to, to running and doing IFTP full time? Was there- I'm still... <laughs> Wondering when, yeah, no, I, uh, so, uh, I'm being silly. I left the hotel biz, mm. I don't know, seven years ago, yeah, eight years ago. You made the change. You made the change. Very scary. Yeah. Very scary. But you know, yeah. the one thing I, that I get, I get a lot from improv practicing and, and, and also teaching it, but performing it and all that stuff. One thing that has made me, <clears throat> one thing that's done for me has made me more of a risk taker, mm. right? I would agree. Uh, yeah, but do you, do you find that for yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, because we're taking risks left and right. Try a lot more than I used to. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, great. Definitely. Me too. Yeah, me too. So uh, I called my dad when I was thinking about, you know, creating the studio uh, as a full-time endeavor. And yeah. here's this here's this guy in Indiana. That, <laughs> you know, I went to school for, for a hotel administration and was in it for many, many years. And he mm-hmm. says... Give your and by the way, I was I was number two. I was like the director of operations at a oh my gosh fancy hotel right yeah. now. And he says, give the company thirty days, give them a month's notice, and mm. go go do your thing. Wow! So I did, and yeah, it wasn't I didn't wake up every morning like oh this is easy. It's hard. It's a lot of work. And anyone yeah. who's that's listening or watching, that's an entrepreneur, um, you know, uh, or has a small business, it it. The highs are high and the lows are low. So, uh, but but I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't regret any of that. I I made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. You do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's that's a huge leap to take, a leap of faith. And I think I love that your dad gave you that advice. And you know, it was like, hey, like you know, be respectful to the company you're with. Oh, for sure. But yeah. Do your thing. You know, if you feel the time is right, the time is right. Oh. And you made the move. Oh. Which is, I imagine that thirty days must have been exciting and scary. Just well, it yeah. it is sometimes still scary. Did, did you yeah. uh, did you ever see the Joan Rivers documentary? No, you should watch that. Okay, and it's really really good. And listeners who have seen it, they they might agree with me that it's very well done. There's a part of that documentary that sticks with me when she looks at her calendar. Mm. She looks like a few months ahead as she turns the page, and they're blank, or the mm. weekend is blank. Yeah. And she points at it and she says, this is what scares me. Hmm. This having no booking, this scare. This is Joan Rivers. Yeah, okay. Mean, she can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. She's just a legend. And um, she goes, yeah, this scares me. I don't have a booking that weekend. So there, there's still that. Like, uh, you know, be mindful of enrollments and shows and tickets. Yeah. and There's all that business stuff. But, you know, it all works out. Yeah, it does. But, yeah. yeah. You made that jump and you were like, you know what? We're doing this IFTP thing full time. And when you started, what, 
what was your vision, do you think, for the studio? Or did you even have a vision? Or was it just like, I like improv, I want to yeah. share it with everyone that I can? You know, was that the no, thought? No, I think that when, when we started, I was, um, yeah, I just wanted 10. I thought, can I get, it'd be great to have 10 people hmm. just for the dynamic of a class. Yes. You know, an yeah. improv class with two people, that's challenging. It's intimate, yeah. It's intimate, that's a good <laughs> word. Yeah, and an improv class with 20 is too many. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, can we get, and our classes here at IFTP landed about 12, 13. That feels right. But anyway, the, in the early days, like, are there 10 people interested in this art form? Can I find them? Mm. And boy, was I wrong. You know, they, they are interested in it. Um, you know, it's, it's just... I always tell myself, well, if we found 10, we live in LA. Yeah. We didn't find the 10. We're not, I'm not that good. Yeah. I don't have the ability to find the 10 people in LA who like improv. So mm. if there's 10, there's going to be a hundred. And if there's a yeah. hundred, there's a thousand. Mm-hmm. And you know, not that we're, we aren't the biggest improv studio in LA. Um, I don't know that we ever need to be, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, but the demand for good improv classes is out, is definitely out there. Yeah. So when we first well, started, I was just trying to like see. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So yeah, yeah. and I think over the years, having talked to a number of uh, people who have been here, you know, for different amounts of time, like I think of someone like myself who just, you know, kind of found something on the internet and showed up. Is that how you found us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. Just through I found improv for the people and Cool Beans comedy around yeah. the same time. And cool I, Beans is great. Cool Beans yeah. is a great stand-up course in mm-hmm. LA uh, with Corey Craig, Corey Martin Craig. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, he, he, I think Corey's Cool Beans is also about fifteen because I think we started about the same time. And wow, okay. yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so I interrupted you. Yeah, so you I, found both of us. Yeah. Well, and I remember I came to audit. I think it was a Cool Beans class, and you were there. I remember. I met you. Yep. And you told me about improv for the people. Yep. And I talked to you, and I spoke with Daryl. Uh, as well right. he was there that yeah, day yeah and i was just kind of like oh yeah well i because i had been i had been looking for improv specifically but hadn't found anything mm. um that was in in person at that time because yeah. uh, it was uh during the the c harsh, word yeah um the c word is a new c word now yeah that's true that's true yeah. uh that that time where things were pretty pretty intense and you you spoke to me and mentioned you know you told me about improv for the people you told me about the website and I just went and found that out and I was like oh my gosh because I found a random class on Google showed up I found this improv studio and yeah and that did it for me I was like I'm in I'm going that's I'm awesome there. and you yeah. found a great standup class too with Cool Beans I did I did yeah I did that a few months later as well oh, I yeah. so I I mean that, that was a successful day for both uh, both studios I guess <laughs> it was yeah we got Michael Lee Evans to yeah. swing on through. Yeah. Oh, that sounded really cocky. That's not what I meant. Well, it is what you meant. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I wanted to ask Matt, and this is, it's kind of a big question. What do you think sets improv for the people as a studio apart or what makes it different than some of the other studios Mm. in LA? Because like you said, I believe that there is room for many studios in LA, like you said, but I think the reason there is room is because studios can offer different things that you can't find at other improv studios. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't honestly speak about the other, it'd be unfair for me to speak about the other studios in Mm. other than knowing that they do, they do, 
they're obviously doing good work. I go to yeah, their show, and I, they're doing good work. Yeah. And, I, and that's really, really fun. But I, I do know some things, I, some ways we are different. Mm. Our membership structure is different. We mm. are month to month like a gym membership. I, I, don't, I think we're the only ones that, that do that. As far as I know, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's cool. That works for, that works for some people. And, and then uh, the vast majority of our members stay not just for months, but for years, yeah. a big majority would stay around here a long time. So that membership structure is a little different. Um, we have a very organic approach to levels. We don't have improv one-on-one for six weeks and then it's improv two. And that's fine. That works. It's a great tried and true method. It yeah. works, uh, but it's just not who we are. Um, so we're a little bit different that way. We don't, uh, we, we welcome uh, we're not just actors. We have our fair share of actors in our studio. And um, so that that's amazing. We have a f- big chunk of our membership is uh, non-actors, uh, tech people, salespeople, um, <clears throat> doctors, lawyers, mm-hmm. scientists, whatever. And, and that's, uh, you know, and they, I, they come here to, like we, we talked about earlier, and I, I say this because they told me this, that they come mm-hmm. here to brush up their, their communication skills for their careers. And, and some come to, just to improve their relationship skills with maybe, yeah. um, you know, the, the gender they're interested in mm-hmm. and whatever else, their personal, yeah. their personal skills. So, uh, and we allow that. We, we, we yeah. love that. And yeah, we're not going to turn you away. We're not going to turn you away. And I'm not, I don't, not suggesting the other studios turn them away, turn anybody away either. But, um, uh, yeah, we just have a, uh, I, I think the way we approach membership in the organic way, we do have levels. We do have, uh, you know, I want to work toward getting into this class. I want to work into getting in this class. I want to work toward getting into that show. I want mm-hmm. to, also we don't have teams. I know a lot of improv studios have teams. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> great. Go for it. We don't do it. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, so I, I think a lot of the, the skeleton of improv for the people looks a little different than the other studios. Yeah. 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 And was that forming that skeleton to be how it is here? Like you said, that month to month structure, the more organic levels within classes, was that something that, yeah, I guess that was your idea, right. To make that happen and to kind of have, I think even that structure. Yeah. Yeah. I think even that organically was born. Yeah. Right. It just kind of happened and it kind of worked. So it was like, let's keep doing this. Just keep it. Yeah. Let's just keep doing it yeah. that way. And it, it it's great. It works, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and then we have members who say, Hey, they'll come to me or they'll come to you or Ava or Jamie or Benjamin. And they'll say, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm ready for a new challenge. I want mm. to study more character work. I want to do, you know, more, um, high stakes scenes or mm. whatever their desire is. Then, then we have that conversation with them and yes. say, yeah, yeah. Well, let's do that next month. Let's move you to this class, and and mm. because we have to stay three steps, I would say we we want to stay three steps ahead of the members, mm. uh, and that that's true for the member whose first class is tonight, right down the hall, right now, and the member who's been here fifteen years, and we mm. do have people who've been here fifteen years. Wow! Uh, wow! And can you imagine? I think there's maybe three of them still. That's amazing. I know, and they got out of jail. They got out of jail, and we've actually duct taped them to the wall so they can't leave. Yeah, so that that amount of years is just going to keep going up. It's going to keep going up. That might be illegal in California to do what we're doing, taping our members to the wall so they can't leave. Not if they can't be found. 
Very, very good point. Yeah. I've done some, I'm skimming of the law, some light skimming. You've done some light skimming of the yeah. law. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Similar to my knowledge of Joan Rivers' career, yeah. I've done the same with the law. Yeah, and a, and a chowder man. You're a chowder man. Yeah. Oh, I, I sure am. Yeah. You're a chowder man yourself. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know. I don't know. All right. But it's it's good to be one. All right. Yes, I, I I definitely agree, and I, I like the idea that much like so many things about the studio, right, they came about organically, your level structure, your class structure, um, just these things that do set it apart, you know, that maybe you weren't like, you didn't set out to be like, I'm going to be different than everyone else here. You just found what you liked and what worked, yeah, and that of. became what it is now. Yep. You know? And I think that's, that's fascinating because I know that was something for me I appreciated and I noticed as I started here. I was like, oh, you... I don't sign up for six weeks. Yeah. And I had never heard of anything like that. And I've done a, a number of improv places around town. And I was just kind of was, was very curious. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it, it's because of that, um, you know, the, the study of and the performance of improv is, is and always will be the number one priority of the studio. Of course. Always. Yes. Yeah. What has happened because maybe because of the the month to month structure and people stay for years mm. is there's a connection between our members that is profound. Yeah, that's a big word, and I'm going to use it. Is profound. We've had one marriage. We've had two of our members get married. They wow. are, they have a child now. Did they name the child Matthew? No, they didn't, and that's okay. I'm not upset about it. Did they name the child Improv? The child's name is Improv. Beautiful. That oh, what a beautiful Isn't name. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. Yeah. Improv. Um, <laughs> So when you, you know, you come week after week after week after month after month after year after year, and then you share the stage with, with the, there is a bond. There's a, there's a bond that is created that is really unlike anywhere else. And even, I think a lot of that has to do with the, the art form that we're, that we're practicing together mm. because we always have each other's backs, right? Yes. We always have, like if you and I are in a scene and, you know, I make a choice that was difficult to deal with. I know you're going to have my back. We're going to make it work. Mm-hmm. Or at least we're going to go down trying. Yep. Right. Yep. We're in it together. We're in it together. And I always like to use the analogy. We're talking about in class last Saturday about, uh, you know, all of us, I envision all of us falling down a hill together as improvisers. We're all falling mm-hmm. down a hill. Okay. I'm talking when we're doing scenes together. We're all falling down this hill and all the while we're catching each other, making each other safe, but the, 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 the momentum is still going and we're mm. catching each other, making mm. each other safe. Yeah. We want to land at the bottom of the hill in one piece. Mm. That's the goal, right? And when we do that, uh, there, of course there's going to be trust that's developed. There's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, respect and you've got my back. Um, and I might even be so bold as to say love. I think there's a lot of love that can be sound really trite and like this is a Hallmark movie and it isn't, it, it just happens. Yeah. Do you experience that? Yeah. Well, because I think inherently like to be successful in improv, you have to love the other person, you know, yeah. demonstrate love to them yeah. because you know, you're, you're caring for that other person on stage. Like you said, you're falling down a hill together. You're trying to help them so they don't get hurt. Right. Yeah. You go down the hill together. Right. So it's, it's love based. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. I think that should be a bumper sticker. Hmm. Let's fall down the hill together. Ooh. IFTP. Wow. 
Ah, that's not going to do anything. Nobody's going to yeah. like that. That's not going to. Nobody's going to enjoy that bumper sticker. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you think? I might, I might slap it on the bumper. Yeah. Watch your mouth. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll workshop some bumper stickers. Okay. Great. Improv for the people. Have your baby here. Uh, no, no, okay. because then we get into medical insurance and. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Improv for the people. Find your lover. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Now we're competing with Tinder. Uh, true. Yeah. Mm. By the way, it, don't you think it's a great place to meet somebody when you take an improv class? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, a class environment, because I think getting back into a class environment is helpful because as soon as, you know, if people go to college, you know, like you graduate high school, you graduate college or whatever you lose that academic environment, which is where most people meet people while they're there. Yeah, right. And as soon as you graduate, you leave that space, meeting anyone becomes a lot higher, harder. It's either through your job yeah, or through the internet, essentially, right. these days. Right, right. Right? So going to take a class is an opportunity to get in a room with people you might not normally be around. 100%. Yeah, because they're not your coworkers. You know? Right. <laughs> they well, there's that whole theory. From all over. Yeah, there's that whole theory about third place. You ever heard about third place? No. I think it's a Starbucks. Uh, I think maybe Starbucks. I know it's a Starbucks, uh, like core value or whatever. But they, oh, you've heard this. Like, I, I, yeah, I you have know, heard like this. your yeah. home is your first place, mm-hmm. your work is your second place, and the What's Starbucks. The yeah, we want to be your third place. I, I remember that. I watched yeah. like a documentary or something. Yeah. yeah. You did? You watched a documentary on that? Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember hearing that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's both scary and like genius. Yes. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe IFTP is a. It's a bit of a third place. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Michael. What do we, at the end of the day, what do we really know? Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, we know what we don't know. That, uh, do uh, we? No. No, we don't. That's why we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just got meta. Yeah. This podcast just got meta. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Meta. Wow. Yeah. Because we're, because we're third place. Because we're in our third place. Yeah. We're in third place. Wow. We got to start saying that. Improv for the people. Find your third place. It's not bad. Yeah. Okay, I want that on my desk by Tuesday. Okay. I can make it happen. Okay. I have some crayons in the back. I'll get to drawing. Okay. No. I'll sketch it up. No, just stick with the podcast and sketch. <laughs> You're and right. Yeah, that's uh, a bit more my wheelhouse than uh, artistic work in that yeah. way. Yeah. Or a little graphic design. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, man. So I got a couple more questions. Okay, I'm ready. And then we're going to play some games. Okay. We're going to play some games because that's why we're here. There's... Uh, the people are out there and they want some improv. So we'll give it to them in a little bit. But okay. before we do, a few things I'm curious about. Mm. And looking back on your, your time, both as an improv audience member, performer, and educator of improv, what do you think, or how would you describe improv's impact on your life? And both means within IFTP, outside of IFTP. Uh, within IFTP is a lot of what we've discussed already. And, um, you know, as, as, as a business owner, I'm really proud to, to be part of this, mm. this, uh, endeavor. <clears throat> so that is, that's cool as, as a, as a career, you know, and I know I act and I do stand up and, and all that and all that's yeah. great. And I want to do more of it, but this is definitely a big part of my career. Um, it, personally, how it has affected me. Uh, I, I improv is the great humanizer. It, it is a, it's a, 
I see success stories at IFTP that make that are very moving, that are very moving, right? So to have an improviser do their first her first show and crush it, you, there's just look at her face. I mean that, that that's so beautiful. To have an an improviser, you know, do his first class and 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 make the room laugh, mm. right? And that's that's amazing. Yeah, um, uplifting. It's uplifting. Having a, a a member who signs up, absolutely terrified, to walk through our front doors because they've never done anything like this before, and they know they're going to be around people and they're going to have to speak in front of people and create in front of people and they're going to be, they feel like they're going to be judged and and da, 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 da. I get it, I get it, okay. And then they do it, and they utter the first words, and it is accepted. Their idea is accepted by their scene partner, and and then the moment moves forward from there. That's beautiful, mm. right? That 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 is a success story. I I have I'm so fulfilled and moved by the by the humanity of this place. Um. You know, we're, if we're lucky, we're here 100 years. Yeah. If we can find a way to connect and enjoy one another on a Tuesday night or a Saturday morning, whatever it is, I think that is moving the needle of humanity in the right direction. That's good. That's good. Like I said earlier, I'm going to say it again. We, looked, uh, if, you know, we look under the roof of IFTP and you look in. And what do we have? What do we see? We see white people, black people, Asian people, uh, every kind of people under the sun, <clears throat> Christians, Jews, Muslims, people, atheists, uh, you know, every, every Buddhist. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. People who are from L.A., people who just moved here from Europe, people who, da-da-da-da-da-da, people who gay, people straight, people, da-da-da-da, the whole list, the yeah. whole list of humanity. Yeah. And we're all under one roof. And we're, we're collaborating and celebrating one another. This is good. This yeah. is good. This is the, the arts will heal this world. Don't you think that? The I arts do. will heal this world. Okay? So if we can put just a tiny little scratch and make our contributions to that endeavor at Improv for the People, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm not, I don't have a big house in the Hollywood Hills. I don't have the, I don't have that. I got a great car. I have a really nice car. That's good. <laughs> but I also have a rent control apartment for which I'm very grateful. My oh, point. That's also good. Yeah. It is good. You're right. <laughs> but you get my rent point. Control. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love the rent. Uh, but that's my, you get my point, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's just amazing. If all world leaders would take an improv class together, Wars would stop. I mean, I it's. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm a little much right now. I'm talking too much. I'm being a little much right now. But I do believe what I just yeah. said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I have to say, I, I also believe what you believe. Good. I know you do. Yeah. That's why you're sitting in this chair. That's true. I know yeah. you do. I see yeah. that in you. Yeah. Right. I don't. I can't forgive you for saying the phrase chowder house. Or par- pardon me. I'm a chowder man. Yeah. That's fair. I cannot. I will yeah. never forgive you, Michael. That's for okay. saying I'm I understand. A ch- more of a chowder man. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I am what I am, Matt. You are where you are. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all, yeah. it's, I get all worked up, Michael. And yeah. I, I just had a, a little moment, but um, yeah, here we are. Yeah. I would say, I think it would be fascinating to watch Joe Biden and like Emmanuel Macron, like just get up on stage and like, can we get a one word suggestion? I, and then, honestly, wouldn't that be fun? But they, you know, they'd work together and there's some other world leaders who I don't want to mention for a number of reasons, but those were just two I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they worked, they, I think they work together now as is, but yeah. um, there are some we'd like to throw in that pot. Yeah. And, that, and, that might be helpful for them. Yeah. And I think if I think about it and like you said, and my experience being in, you know, like you said, the arts can heal or change the world. Like, mm-hmm. I think about my experience in any sort of art class or scenario, like it's always been able to be a gathering of people who are different from one another. Yeah. And that wasn't an issue. Yeah. You know? Right. But I can think of other places I've been where it feels like it would be. Yeah. Oh, and, I can too. And that doesn't seem right. I, this is not the podcast for my, the ideas that just ran through my head, but I will mm-hmm. just say, I'll put it this way. I have been a part of, I have been a part of organizations that I thought accepted me. Mm-hmm. And as a child and a young, young person, a teen and a young adult, and then it dawned on me, this organization hates me because I'm gay, right, for example. This organization does not care for me, as it turns out. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be a part of that. I, I don't want to be a part of an organization that, uh, that teaches who not to care for. Yeah. And who not. This is way off of an improv podcast, isn't it? But is it? Maybe it isn't, oh, right? I think it is. Yeah, so I hope that we offer that. Uh, that landing place for everybody here at, at this uh, at this studio. I mean, it's improv. You're welcoming the other person and building something with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not saying, "Oh, not you." You're saying, "You come here. Yeah. We're gonna make something." Yeah, right. No, yeah. I, I've, 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 right, Michael. I, there, there have been there have been times where you know it's not the right. It's it's only a handful of times in 15 years. I'm literally five or less. Yeah. Where we've had to say, "Hey, maybe this is not the place for you," yeah. right? But that, but that's a whole different issue. But by and yeah. large, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that I that's understand. always our goal here. Yeah, to to be an have an environment that fosters creativity and and um, and collaboration, all that good stuff. Well said, Matt. Well said. Hey, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I just got. I just got. Uh, that got a little. That got a little deep, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why we do this. Okay. Right. How do how do I look? By the way, these lights getting everything right? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. You're well lit. Just well, you know. So okay. Well groomed. Uh, it's a it's a fine Oxford shirt that you're wearing. This is my Zoom shirt. I wear uh, this shirt all the time when I have to do a Zoom. That's smart. That's good to have a Zoom shirt. Yeah. That, is that yeah. your Zoom sweater? Um. You know, I did have to give a presentation at at work today, so it was good to have this on, and it was on Zoom. So yeah, that's your Zoom sweater. Yeah, so that's your ZS. And I did do a lot of teaching in the Zoom sweater on Zoom as well. So today you did Uh, just over the years that I've had it. That's a good. That's a good sweater. It's It's been with me through a lot of uh, Zoom events. (laughs) I love that we went from profound talk of changing the world to is that your Zoom sweater? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your Zoom shirt? Yeah. Well, you know. It's good to have range, Matt. <laughs> All right. Uh, my, my final question for you, Matt. Um, and this goes for both you, M- Matthew Moore, mm. the, 
the professional, the comedian, the writer, the improviser, the actor, the man, the human, mm. um, but also improv for the people, the studio, okay. right? You as the founder. What hopes or what goals do you have both for you personally and uh, as well as IFTP, the studio, looking ahead? You know, you can get as personal as you want or keep it vague. You know, it's up to you. Oh, uh, answer. Okay. (laughs) IFTP is so entwined with my life that any answer I give is probably going to be personal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to see, I wanted the, I want to see the studio uh, always grow, but again, we don't need to be the biggest uh, numbers wise, but, or keep organically growing. Okay. Slow and steady. I always say in business, slow and steady, slow and steady. So I want to keep that up. Okay. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see more shows. We do our fair share of shows, but they're not weekly. And I really want to see weekly shows at IFTP. We mm. do them about monthly now. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the average about monthly. I want weekly, if not to start, then I want every Friday and Saturday. And, you know, okay, but we're not there yet. Yeah. But we are getting close to maybe in the next year or so being weekly. Yeah, that, that's one goal. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that applies for both you, the performer, and you, the founder, right? Well, kind of yeah, but with. also because our, the talent in our studio deserve yeah. stage time. Yeah, yeah. They deserve it. They're working it, yeah. their ass off. So, yeah. so there's so many talented get them up folks there. In, this, in this place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, 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 that's my answer to that yeah. question. I like that. I, man, I think that is a really cool goal. Cool. You know, we should talk about that off air sometime. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll talk about it off air. We'll make it happen. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, thank you for sharing a bit about your, your improv history, right? Your start from Humble Origins and LA Weekly magazine. Uh, your your growth from avid fan to performer to founder. Yeah. Right? Um, some of how the studio has changed over the years and grown and kind of organically shaped into what it is today. And just talking about your philosophy and why improv matters, why arts matter. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I didn't know that we would that that any of that would come up tonight. So. I didn't either. So thanks, Michael, for the the, the good honest talk. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. So now, uh oh, the moment, uh oh, uh, the Chowder Man has got some games for us. I, I, asked I did him. say I it one more time. nicely not to say I just, Chowder Man. See, hearing it makes me want to say it more. Okay, you know, all right. Like this is going to stick with me for like the next week and. Like, Every, a, like a good chowder should. My poor wife will be like, please stop calling yourself the chowder man. And Your wife of what, two weeks? Two? Uh, we've entered week three. You're in week three. Yeah. yeah, don't mess it up right now. Yeah, that's true. I should keep chowder out of this. <laughs> yeah, things are good. I don't want to mess them up. Mess it up. That's, thank you. That's You're welcome. Thank you for that advice. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right, Matt. So uh, the first game that we're going to be playing here today on Improv for the Podcast is called Nightmare Audition. And lo and behold, Uh-oh. you didn't know that you've actually come here to audition uh, for me for I something. sit up straight. You should. You should. Um, yeah, you've got a huge audition tonight uh, for, a, for a big project that I, oh, I, I wrote, I'm directing, I'm producing, really? I'm casting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm very involved in the creative process for this project. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you've been called here tonight because uh, you're going to read for me. You're going to read with me, actually, a couple of scenes because uh, I am planning to star in this project. Are oh, you in it film. as well? Well, I'm a very ambitious director. Wow. I'm sort of like a uh, Tarantino, DiCaprio. Oh, my gosh. Maybe a little bit of Scorsese, oh. uh, Rivers kind of hybrid. 
performer, wow. you know, kind of Renaissance chowder man, if you will. It's four times. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very excited to have you uh, in uh, coming in to read with us tonight. Uh, so actually I, er, earlier this evening to prepare you for this audition, I did text you a, a photo of the sides. Oh, you want me to get that? Yes. Uh, my, me and my production company, uh, chowder man productions, <laughs> We uh we don't believe in printing out our sides on paper because no. it's bad for the planet. Bad for the planet. That's why we we texted you a picture. Yeah, so me, I got to put my spec, specs on. Of course, of course, of course. Oh, it's weird. With an actor prepares. Okay. What is that, Stanislavski? Yeah. I don't know. Or is that Uta Hagen? It's both. Don't do that. Okay. Don't show off. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, as our actor prepares. Uh, uh, our actor Matthew Moore, who we brought in tonight, you know, we saw we saw a couple of headshots. We looked at a resume, and we. Uh, we found a, a stand-up uh, reel online. Uh, we wanted to bring you in tonight uh, to read for this feature film, yeah. uh, which is called uh, Time. It's called Time. It's called Time. That's Good. our that's our working title right now. Yeah, well. And uh, you know, this is this is a scene I've been slaving over. And uh, why I wanted to bring you in tonight to read with me is because we um well we're still trying to find the sort of the tone and genre of this project oh, so oh, i hope we find it yes well and that's why i brought you in because i've heard uh, you as a performer have quite a bit of range i've got both, range both in drama and comedy mm-hmm. and that's why i'd like to read with you tonight so we're going to run the scene maybe a couple of times oh, just to I kind hope of at least uh yeah you know it's it's good to put my words in your mouth pardon you okay yep so uh you know for this for this first time we're going to go through the scene uh i I keep in mind this is the first time I've seen this. So well, exactly. I, it's your raw talent and your your spontaneity, uh, right. which I which I've heard about. That is why I brought you in, okay. being the you know the director, the caster, casting, producer, writer, the star. You know, for this film time. No, we've mentioned all of that. Let's right. move on. So for this for this first take, uh, I think I'd like to go with uh, you know something like uh, a romantic comedy. Oh, fine. Yeah. So you and I were in a romantic comedy. That's. Okay how we're going to do this scene and uh i i would love for you to play uh a okay a. the names are very you know they're very basic right now but it's so this the, project is evolving it's evolving yeah. yeah i hope i sure hope it does uh so the li- <laughs> it was almost mean it's wasn't bold it? in this first audition isn't so it? the so the listeners and the viewers know there's a and b these are the character names just a and b these are the, the character names. You know, the script is sort of, uh, it's always evolving. It changes every day. But we this scene is, this scene is locked in. This will be in oh, the final cut lo- of the this film. This one's locked in. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I, mind you, I went to a, a yeah, I, Yale I, School of Drama for playwriting. No. So I'm very good. No. Very good. What city is Yale in? Um, Connecticut Let's, City, Connecticut. Yep. That's all. I guess you did go there. Yeah. Well, trust me. If there's anything I know, it's geography. And writing and directing and acting. I know, and Chowderhouse and producing. Productions. Yeah, yeah Chowderhouse Productions. Thank you. All right. Um, so you'll be playing person A. Okay. I, of course, will be playing person B. And even though I'm the letter B, I'm still the star. <laughs> You've made that clear. Okay. Right. And uh, we're going to take this in a romantic comedy. All right, great. You ready? Yeah. Hi. Hello. How's everything? Fine, I guess. I'm sorry, dear. Uh, do you know what time it is? <laughs> no, not exactly. Do what? Oh, not on me. Well, well, what? What did you do last night? 
What do you mean? What did you do last night? Nothing. Nothing. I said nothing. I'm sorry. I asked. It's all right. All right. Cut, 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 oh cut. my gosh, I, that was good. Yeah, you know, I I think uh, I did like that, but I do want to try a couple of other things. I did really enjoy, and I felt felt some chemistry there. So I think we've really got something, you know, okay. Matthew, I'm glad you're glad you're here reading with us. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to try this maybe as something more, you know, this is going to be more like a, like a horror film. You've seen the conjuring, uh, yeah. you know, slasher yeah. horror, yeah. real spooky. That's what the yeah. kids are into these days. That's and kids like. I know I've got my finger on the pulse and my other finger in the chowder. And <laughs> I swear to God, one more, one more Lee Evans. And I will rip that headset off your head, and I'll sit in that chair and take over. Uh, you want to do this? Still in this romantic comedy scene. Oh shit! All right. Well, uh, we're going to read this in the horror genre. Okay. Uh, take two. Let's just try it again and again. Uh, I am recording this, so we'll watch it back, you know, and then let you. Mm. We'll get, get, speak with your agent to let you know about casting. And okay. All. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so here we go. Same scene. Right. Whenever you're ready. Hi. Hello. How's everything? It's fine, I guess. Do you know what time it is? No. Don't you have a watch? No, not on me. Well, what? What did you do last night? What do you mean? What did you do last night? Nothing. Nothing. I said nothing. I said I'm sorry I asked. It's all right. Cut, 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 cut. Okay, that was... That was... I felt like I made choices. Thrilling. I, a little bit of pee came out. <laughs> Did you just pee yourself? I love an actor that makes choices, I you know, just, you when, I, when I bring you in the room. All right. So thank you for making choices. You're Matthew welcome. Moore. I'm going to ask you to make one more choice. Okay. Because I think this, this, this is a genre this should be. Okay. I was wrong with the first two. Mm. I'm just, I'm thinking about it in my head. You know, everything's very fluid. I'm, I'm a very smart guy. So I think this is going to be it. This okay. is going to be like a, a period piece. I'm thinking, uh, you know, Victorian era oh, England. Right. You know, I, lo- I love that time period. Okay. So I think that's where, that's where this project is meant to be. Well, we'll see. All right. So, uh, yes, take it away whenever right. you're ready. Hi. Oh, hello. How's everything? Uh, it's fine, I guess. All yeah. Right, right. Hey, do you know what time it is? No. Well... Not exactly, no. <laughs> Don't you have a watch? No, man. Well. What? Tell me. What did you do last night? <laughs> what do you mean? What did you do last night? Nothing. Nothing. I said nothing. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I asked. It's all right. Hmm. Blackout! I mean, Hugh Grant who? Mm. Thank you. Don't need him. Don't Don't need him. (laughs) Catch him in the unemployment line. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hugh Grant, more like... Hugh Dant. Yeah. Who didn't... Who didn't. (laughs) Hugh didn't. More like Hugh didn't. Hugh didn't say that. (laughs) Oh, no. He did. 
<laughs> Hugh Grant me another friend. Mm. What? Mm. That didn't there make it sense. is. There it is. Yeah, well, All right. Well, uh, uh, thank you for coming out. I know uh, the director texted me. He said he really enjoyed your performance, and he'll be in in oh, in touch soon. Good. I need the work. Yeah. 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 That's fun. I'm I'm a bit jealous that you got to do that. Oh. All right. All right. Are we doing yeah. it again? Oh no, we're gonna do another oh. game. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, we play three games here. Oh, you, we do. Gosh, yeah. how long is this podcast? Well, it's like four yeah. days long. Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, it's all about it's all about the minutes. It's all okay. about the minutes, Matt. Great. Yeah, I'm a minute man. All right. But these next games will will be a little quicker than that last one. Okay. Yeah, we really milk that. Uh just because of the quality of the Well, writing. we're acting. Yes, we are. And you know, an actor prepares. Okay. Uh so this next game, Matt, that we're going to play is called Animal Influence. Okay. Animal Influence. And in this game, uh both players uh we're gonna receive a type of animal that I selected hours ago from a random animal generator. Uh, and we are going to be, uh, you couldn't think of animals on your own. You had to go to the computer. This is a problem with millennials. Are you a millennial? I think uh, you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is the, just think of animals. Just think of animals right now. No, no. I win the generator. Okay. Let's play your silly game. You're going to love our next two games. Then. All right. There's nothing silly about any of this. I love it. Okay. Lots of generators. Uh, I'm a big fan of generators. Well, and all right. I'll tell you what, I'll defend millennials because you know, I'm, it's, I'm coming up with a lot of games on a weekly basis. Fair. I, I, fair. I need some generators. That's fair. No, I respect it. Di- it didn't start that way, but we, we are 13 weeks in. Yeah, no, you've got, you're trying to I've find done, content left and right. I've done 39 podcast games. Oh, my Lord. And None all, have been the same. Are you serious? Never repeated. Yeah, the ones, I've listened, the ones I've heard so far have been different. So I will, you're all right. Maybe my generation is a little overly reliant on generators, but I will excuse myself. You get a pass. Fair enough. I'll take it. Right. Little did he know. He no, I don't know. All sure. right. Uh, so animal influences, Matt. Yes. Uh, we're just going to do an improv scene, okay. and uh, we are going to let whatever this animal is kind of influence our behavior. Okay. Great. So your animal, Matt, is an owl. Okay. I am a horse. Uh, <laughs> okay. Other than that, um, we'll do our scene, and I'll black us out when I think we're done. All right. All right. Do we get anything, or just cold spot it? Um, just cold spot it. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so chilly out. I, I wish we had something warm to eat for dinner. Well, I, I wish we did too, but who was supposed to get the groceries? Nay, not I. It- uh- my head turns and looks at who? You! But Carl, it was your turn to stop by Ralph's after work. Well, Ed, you know that I was busy. Uh, I was b- busy high in the trees with my, l- with my lumber project. Well, hey, hey, look at me. You know, it's not all about your lumber project. You know, we're... This relationship, you know, you got to think about us. It's not just me. It's not just you. It is us. You know, I got to be your your main focus, right? Well, that's, I hope you can sense that I have my two large eyes on you right now. And I'm very focused on you. You see that, right? Who wouldn't? You're right. I I do see that. And, you know, for each of us... You know, we have to take turns taking the lead in, in this relationship. You know, who does what for dinner? You know, sometimes I'll wear the saddle and you'll ride me and sometimes we'll switch. 
I think that you've you've crossed the line with that last comment. I find it very inappropriate. Who do I find inappropriate? Ed. <laughs> me. I find Ed inappropriate. Me. Yeah, Ed. Mr. Ed. That's what they call me. Yeah. I perhaps I should have taken the reins on dinner tonight. Well, perhaps you should. If you need me because you've upset me, I'm going to the library. Don't do else. I think they go. I'm going to the library. Who's going to the library? You, Carl. You're, you're going to the library. I'm going to the library. And I just want to say I'm sorry for getting spooked about dinner. I, you know, I can be very sensitive and when things don't go how I expect, but... You know, I know the project you have in work, your lumber project is important. And, you know, I can step up and maybe carry you a little bit more. Well. Until the project's done. I don't want to bring this up about my project, but I'm getting close to the lumber project being finished. And all I need is more glue. So if you don't behave, who's going to provide the glue? Blackout! <laughs> Yay! Oh, man. That was fun. That was fun. Did you get what I did there with the who? I, I did. Because I, I will did. say who a lot. What? I know. And I see what you did with the horse stuff. Yeah, I was going for more horse puns. Well, you know, I started off with a... Yeah, well, you just went but, for it. Uh, I guess I could have done that more, but... Oh, yeah, you could have. Well, well, let's do it again now. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. all right. <clears throat> no, we don't do that here. We just do it once. and One and done. That's yeah. what we say, yeah. IFTP. Burn, one and done. We're, we burn it, we're done. One take wonder. That's right. One take wonder. All right, Matthew Moore. Yes. For this final game. Uh, you know, I picked this game and kind of, well formed it because I think of this as something that, that you're so good at and that when I see you perform improv, I love when you do a scene where you're on a date. Um, do the, I do a lot of those? You've done a few. You've done a few. <laughs> but I, I've also had the, had the pleasure and the privilege of getting to work with you a lot and see you perform a lot. Mm. So I know this is a scene that I think is a specialty for you. Okay. And that I very much enjoy both being in scenes like this with you okay. and watching. Are we going on a date? We are. So okay. this game is called Internet Dating. And, uh, uh, yeah, I love this one. You and I are on a date, but it's a twist in that uh, anything I say, well, it's not written by me. It's written by the internet. Oh, wait. Okay, wait. Tell me this. You're going to be on, you're going to have a script per se? Yes. And then I'm just going to have to justify what, how we. You are, forward? but we're on a date. Ah, okay. All right. And I don't even know what I'm going to say until I press this button and it pops up. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. All right. That's a, it's a, this date is a running on a generator. What does that mean? Because I'm using a generator. Because you're using a little generator. Yeah, I know. That's why I said you're going to love our next two okay. games. <laughs> okay. I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm ready. I'm all right. Ready. All right. Um, so we're on a date. Um, that's all we get. Okay. Um, I'll black us out when I think we're there. Okay. Great. All right. Hey, uh, uh, Franklin, I... I was really uh, impressed by that that project you, that that your new project at work you forwarded to me. Thanks for letting me read it. You're really good at at what you do. One morning, I found an elephant in my pajamas. Yeah, uh, and um, kids' books. Uh, the the project you sent me uh, about the elephants in your pajamas. I think it's brilliant. I think kids will relate to elephants. They think they're fun. So, uh, as a children's author, I if you're asking me, I say. Franklin, just keep doing it. You've got a knack. This next part is crucial and requires deep 
concentration. Okay, we do need to order because uh, we've probably been sitting here too long and they're getting upset at the restaurant. Yes, let's focus on the main uh, the, on the main course. You're right. You're right. Let's order. Would you like your cash in tens or twenties? I asked you on this date, and I'm paying. I won't hear another thing, Michael slash Franklin. I won't hear another thing, Franklin, about it. Let's all just take a moment to breathe, please. Okay, good idea. Oh, first dates are so nerve-wracking. I'm sorry, Franklin. I, I'm just trying to be my best here. Tom's one main ambition in life was to become a race car driver. You really? Because you have such a knack at riding for children. I mean, if you're asking me, I think bail on the race, race car driving and stick with riding for kids. How long was she on the run before they caught her? Okay, now see that I I did get that uh, attachment as well, and I you do have a flair for writing horror, and I love that title. I love that title. So um, I couldn't read it all though because I was running late to meet you tonight. Do you like the name Puddles or Velociraptor for my new puppy? <laughs> I know that's cute. Um, you can uh, you can name your kid your your puppy anything you want or your kid for that matter. But actually, this is just our first date, so I'm un- uncomfortable talk about talking about kids and even pet names. <laughs> I think that's let's just slow down a little bit. I think you'd be really happy in a job like that. You asking for a blowjob? Because that's a weird way to put it. Just if you want that, we can discuss it. But I think that's too soon for that, too. Blackout. <laughs> oh, we got dirty. Oh, yeah. That's always a fun way to we end it, though. We got all dirty. That's always a fun way to end it, though. Yeah. That's a, After all that big profound rant I had, yeah. then we end up blowjob. Well, you know, uh, the, the duality of mankind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good to show your range, right? That's why that yeah. director brought you in. There you go. Yeah, that yeah. was my range. That uh, this stunning, multi-talented uh, Renaissance Chowder Man director. I swear to God, you got like it in eight you times. Got it in, you yeah. got it in eight times. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I'll never get it in enough. What? What? I want to tell you this. I have enjoyed uh, this with you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Matt, for coming on the podcast and uh, playing, yeah. uh, listing lots of things. It's fun. Uh, and for sharing. Just a little bit of your improv story. You know? I, I love it. I will say to any listener or viewer, if you're thinking about taking an improv class, do it. Find a good one, whether you live in L.A. or wherever you live. Find a good improv class and, and give it a shot. Uh, I, I think you'll find that you'll, you'll get a lot out of it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well said. Yeah. Well said. And uh, never go to a soup house? Not even once. And... Uh, Never speak to Chowder Man. Never. But you can't speak to Michael Lee. Yes. Evans. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think all that advice you just gave should be equally weighted. Yep. We can edit all that out, right? No. <laughs> it stays in. It stays in. Well, thank you again to the incredibly talented, hilarious founder of Improv for the People, Matthew Moore for coming on our show tonight. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, uh, you know, we've got a ton more of Improv for the Podcast episodes up on all platforms. Uh, but if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love if you could leave a rating or a review or a jump on YouTube and leave us a comment sometime. We'd love to hear from you. But until then, we'll see you next time. Improv for the Podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. 
Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.